The following content has been provided by New St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho. For more information, visit us online at nsa.edu. Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we're off to podcast around the town this time. We have you with us we whilst have, we drive. We have a whole selection of background noises. Yeah. So we're going to go get ourselves a coffee. And we're grabbing a coffee for our friend Elise Krapischetz, who has a new book that just came out or is coming this out. Did it actually launch yet? innovation station well, we're on I'm, the move and we're putting someone in the back seat. but i'd like to con- i like to mention that it's kind of awesome that we live in a town where we could just drive out and pick up <laughs> an author we like exactly it's ideal like it's we should perfect. make this a regular feature that we're driving somewhere to bother one of the authors it we was like. very handy that she was free because rachel just called her like 10 minutes ago to say Maybe. hey She's wanna, actually on a walk with her husband, and we're going to get a we're, <laughs> we're going to get a better read on her locale after we get the drinks. And then oh, we'll and then we can pick her yeah. up mid-walk. So it's it's beautiful November weather here. It's like gray and wet, and it snowed a little bit today, but not enough to stick. Just like no, just enough to frost just the all edges. The, all the leaves are yeah. soggy, and I've been baking bread. Like, um, oh, that's very luscious of you. Well. It's just kind of had to I've happen I've been mopping today. my floor. I left it half mopped to come out. And do I this. should have been mopping, but I have eight loaves coming and then a bunch of rolls for dinner tonight. So it's been a bread-oriented day. But my kids have been doing the thing where they're like so excited to be home in this weather. Like we had a fire. And That's everyone fun. everyone is in the uh-huh. mood where they're like rummaging in with wool blankets and all their craft supplies yeah. over there. Which is super fun, except for that we're having people over for lunch tomorrow. So we're going to have to get back out of that mood. I bought one today because it was so, like, perfect and fall and beautiful and sort of like a dark... Where'd you buy it? You know, the new one. Marshalls. Marshalls. Mm, We have a Marshalls, guys. But it doesn't have any scenic overlooks, so we're not going to park behind it. Uh -uh. But I bought this throat blanket, and it's adorable. But the problem is... It basically means I'm going to have to reupholster four armchairs. And that's not happening. So I'm just going to have a bad clash. Was it just for it to match those ones that you got that are the wood frame ones? No, I need to reupholster those anyway because they're they're so weird and damasky and stuff. But is that the ones you're talking about? Yeah. They're the ones that no longer harmonize with the throw blanket I just bought. Mm, That's the ultimate move right there. Uh Buy the accessory that ruins the main. Yeah, but the accessory that would harmonize quite well with the painting I've been meaning to paint to hang on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, this is a start at the most practical spot. But moment. it was a quick, you better get that throw blanket because it's adorable and it won't be here after I upholster my chairs and paint a painting, so I'm going to have to do it now. Yeah, will it drive you <sighs> to action sooner? Well, Ben told me I'm not allowed to. <laughs> he was like, no, if you need to craft something, channel it into tiling the entryway. I was like, oh, crumb, you're right. I probably should you're do like, that. Stink. Why before. did I tell you I was doing that project? How did this no, come he's up? like, do it. Do the floor before we break out any upholstery fabric. And I have to say he has reason on his side. Yeah, he does have reason on mm. his side. But you know how these things are. It's the first domino is the throw blanket and... 
Well, one of There's the troubles in our home, happen. our home was built in the 60s, late 60s, and it has this bizarre angled wall in the living room and the kitchen. So, they, it's the same wall, but it's angled in the two rooms. Right. That's a gentle point. It's like concave in one room and convex yeah, in the other. Yeah, and it, and it makes no sense beyond the fact that it was the late 60s. No, why you would have done like it. It added some interesting flair. Well, it added something, but what it was, <laughs> so the kitchen kind of has a point in yeah. the wall. And it, it comes, anyways, it's fine. It's a livable situation. We block the, on the living room side, I just have something covering it up. Like, let's not look at this weird angle. Okay. It's our effort. But the problem is that that wall has always been the one that we consider just ripping out in times of boredom. Oh, yeah. When we have a down mm -hmm. moment, we're like, mm -hmm. maybe we should tear this wall out. But we don't. If you had been Merkles, If you we would've... were Merkles, that wall would have been out since the first week we lived in that house. But instead, it has stayed with us all this time. Yeah. But we keep, More like, we keep, like, not tearing it out yet. Well, then the microwave that is in the hood, like, it's a hood microwave, mm -hmm. died. Perfect. But it, those are not cheap. No, and it's installed cheap. in the bad wall. Oh. So in order to like invest the money in a microwave hood, we'd have to want to invest in that wall, which yeah. none of us want to do. So instead, we've learned to live without a microwave. <laughs> and I yeah. think it's actually maybe been like three years now we've not had a microwave. <laughs> but no, that's not true. We've not had a working microwave. We have right. a dead one installed in the wall. Well, that's kind of handy. You can probably keep things in it. Mm -mm. Bread box. Mm. Use it as your I bread box. I hadn't really thought about this, but I guess I could. You it's know, a way of storing stuff snacks there, you don't want the kids to find. I could probably put stocking stuffers in there. Yeah, exactly. Except for the fact that it wouldn't be big enough. That's yeah. the trouble. Hard times had by all. Exactly. So we're in the Starbucks drive-thru, guys. And I think you're going to just have to ride through it with us because... That's all right. You can email us your preferences on a coffee drink. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll buy you something. Also, I've not had time to clean out my car. There's a lot of things I've not had time for. And we're putting Elise there's in this car. There's a half gallon of half and half at my feet. Yeah. And I said, there's half and half in here. And she said, it's trying to be cheese. <laughs> Is it, is it still? It doesn't. It's not good. And no, I mean, is it sealed? No. It's been, been opened. opened. Just, it's, here's the question, guys. Why do I still have a creme brulee torch in my car, a half a gallon of half and half, some bits of trim from my house, some tin foil? It's not as bad as you make it sound. I uh, have to say that it's pretty bad. mom recently rebuked me for for our podcast where she's like, Rachel, you made it sound like you don't ever do your hair. <laughs> you did, actually. I listened to it later. I was like, that sounds I really said, weird. I said, did I make it sound like okay, I just don't on. even brush Pause. my hair or do anything? Nice. We have to order. Yeah. yeah. Hold that thought. How can I start it for you? Yeah, can I get a tall chai tea latte? A she's ordering us drinks. And one, Anyways, the point. Hold on, what was it you wanted? A flat white. Tall flat white. One tall flat with white with 2%. please. You got it. Anything else? Nope, that's it. 1076 is the window. Thank you. Thanks. Yes. Anyways, the point I just, mom was like, Rachel, you made it sound like you're a total train wreck and never doing your hair. So guys, 
I wanted to set the record straight on, but for my mother's sake. But she was like, what nonsense is this? It is true. Your it announcements of not you doing did, your hair. You did, you did make it sound I guess weird. I think, man, I don't know, I don't know what I was saying, but I think I meant I'm a really bad. You said that, I'm like, a for really your whole bad, life, you never did your hair. Like, you yeah, made it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I meant what you I made meant it was, sound like you're one of those saggy ponytail people. Yeah, that just funny never... father. I, here's <laughs> here's the thing. What I think I meant was that I've never been someone who is remembering to book a salon appointment every six yeah. weeks or something. I'm sure. just not good at that. But I do try to keep my hair looking at you know not a straggle muffin of doom. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. So just setting the record straight. Hi, I guess. good. I may need to edit some of this. Right. Right. Okay, thank you. This is so hilarious. What were you going to change the name? We're doing the podcast on the road, which gives it even less. We should have just podcasted while we shopped at Goodwill. But. <laughs> exactly. But it's like this is even less sort of structured than our normal unstructured. Yeah. Well, we'll park once we get a lease. And then maybe we'll send someone back to edit out the whole first section of this podcast. <laughs> so, um, maybe what were we you will, were changing the subject? Won't. Okay, so we've gotten a few questions, I feel like, on Facebook about um, just sort of thinking about girls in college. And oh, that's right. Oh, we... there was that one big question. Did, did you read that big long one that was that I said we yeah. would try to talk about? That yeah. one. I Well, that was the most recent one, and I feel like we've had that question before of like what do you what are we doing what is if you're if you're kind of young single what should you be planning for especially if you want to get married and have kids you want to get married and have kids why are you just going to pretend in the meantime like you're getting a business degree Mm -hmm. because that's your and I do think that some of this has to do with um what what's your view of education because I do think we tend to, modern Americans tend to think of education as preparing you for one specific job. You have to like pick the job you want and then you have to complete this little checklist of educational things in order to qualify you for it. And I think instead of that, and that if, if you're thinking of it that way, then it does seem super silly. It's like, well, why, if I want to get married, why would I, you know, go get myself ready for you know, I don't know, becoming an architect when I don't want to do that. But if you think of education instead as being um, shaping you as a person rather than qualifying you for a particular job. Right. But that that is a very fundamentally different lo- way of looking at education. Like, this is changing you. It's shaping you. Right. And I would say that we do think it's stupid to just go to college just for like if you don't have a clear thing that you would be bettered by learning or or if there's yeah. not a clear thing that is like this degree will equip me for less and such but for young Christian women it is a really difficult phase that is the phase that you know that what you want is to be married and have children mm-hmm. but God has not brought a man along at this point sure yet. but it's like do you want to be... But it's like an awkward teenager phase where, like, your limbs are too long for the... Yeah. Like, you're just in yeah. a weird, like, knobby need kind of long limbs but not settled into your yeah. to your size. And sometimes the, the thing is is that you do not know. Like, you don't know. 
if God has that for you next. You know what I mean? Like, or how soon or like, and so what you have to do is practice kind of wild contentment with not settling and not letting yourself rest. Like, well, I'm ready to do what I want to do. So I'm not going to use this opportunity that God has given me to keep. Yeah. And, but also like you are not going to be a worse wife and mother for having learned more, for having learned more, for having become more well-rounded to have broadened your mind, to have sharpened your mind, to have gotten better at, um, there's a car trying to pass We're about to get in a podcast live wreck. uh, Podcast wreck. We want to do that. That would be good. So basically don't quit your education because you think you've arrived at readiness because there are so many things that if I could go back to that phase of life and I don't regret anything. You know, I'm like, I'm happy with how... Should I go behind or should I go up front? I don't know. Yeah, go behind. Okay. I go behind. So, I don't regret things that I did at that phase. But I would, if I could go back, I think I would know more how much I wanted to get done more than, than I yeah. did. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, oh my word, no. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically thinking, make hay while the sun shines. You know what I mean? Like, let's, mm-hmm. let's not waste this chance to learn some things but there's so many things that are much harder when you're juggling more yeah in life um this is yeah there's just harder later and it's like do it while you have that opportunity learn and push yourself because there are, you will be interrupted later right you know you just will be you want oh here she is where is she oh there she is and there's a car behind me so. and we're just driving away from her we're just doing that Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to have to just, like, pause this thought. And we're picking up Elise. And we are going to talk to Elise about her book. I don't know. She... Or whatever we might want. Oh, she's got earmuffs on. Hello! Hi! Hi. Welcome. Welcome to my ugly, bad, dirty car. I earmuffs. Well, yes. Those are awesome. Here. They actually are, they have the headphones. Nice! Oh, Get well, in! That's really Get in. cool. Excuse this, Elise. This... Just don't look over here. But if that's you, your hot chocolate, though, look if at that. You need, that's so sweet. Thank you. If you need tin foil, it's there. I if need you need lacrosse gloves, you it's there. I might. We could have a little I need look. Some foam board. We're building a tabernacle. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what class is? Sixth grade. Daphne needs to be building a tabernacle. Already? Yeah, it's due before Thanksgiving. Oh well, oh. that's a long way out. I know, but my Annabelle and John Henry are super into doing it ahead of time. We had someone. We had someone get that. No, you. Did we, we, we did. both? Did we both have someone who had to confess one yeah. time pretending the deadline was sooner because <laughs> they wanted to work on it? <laughs> like they're like, we had I just those. said that the ziggurat was due tomorrow <laughs> because I wanted to and stayed up until like two thirty. <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah, funny. desperation crafting right there. Busted for dishonesty. Yes. So this is Elise, our friend who just wrote a book. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> and apparently didn't know. Apparently no, didn't just, know that the recorder just, was already we've going. We've been driving no. around with it on. It's all right. We might. I am familiar with this recorder. In fact, it is sort of the bane of my existence because oh. I have to use it for Thrive every month. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Thing, and I, I usually do it wrong. Oh. Well, yeah. I, we hope that we didn't do it wrong this time. Well, we have it might be best if we did. 
to clear out some of the things some of that we said already. Said, yeah. So where do <laughs> you we don't need to buckle unless you want to? Should go we just sit here? You don't drive. Do you want to keep we driving? We could. We've been driving around town, ordering things. Sometimes we start at a place that's prettier than just in a parking lot. But that's all right. Yeah, but I want to know. Good. Okay, tell us. Tell us the main. Let me like, off these. Yeah, you should. Well, something. It's feeling stuffy in here. It's stuffy. What's I have happening? So, you, so you're, you're going to the, the window cracked probably after this event. Take off the space jacket here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so can you give us the elevator pitch for your book? Oh, I can try. So I wrote a book because I, because someone asked me to write a book. But. We've both been there. Yeah. Yes. But the other reason <laughs> the that you wrote the book. Author. Yeah. yeah. We know so, so many accidental authors. It's the best kind, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wrote it about this question about vocation and what women should do with their lives because I think it's an important question. And as I was looking at history, I was noticing, hey, you know, other women have had the same question and phrased in a different way, but it's a parallel dilemma for them. And particularly in the time of the Reformation, the Catholic Church, which was the dominant social um, force, was saying that women had to be nuns if they wanted to do anything sort of holy with their lives. Right. And everything else was like just sort of second low level citizens. generic yes. brand yeah. life. You Pretty much. Yeah. You weren't, at least if you were a nun, you could be working towards salvation and you had a hope of getting there. <laughs> Gosh, the depressing. Rest, well, yes. There's yeah. so much. I just have to say, people, I'm totally interrupting, but people who think that we should go back to some of this wonderful liturgy and things, it's so much dress-ups because they're like, I want to keep on all the gifts of the Reformation and the freedom that I have to think right. I can pray and I can read my own Bible. Right. But then I'd like to add back in right. this pompous ceremony. This, and, well, I just think if you're... If one of your tenets is that these women are going to have a spiritual consummation marriage with uh, their marriage with Christ mm. after they get to heaven. That that's maybe a reason just to strike it. Just <laughs> to say like the that, whole situation's bad. Let's, let's stop. <laughs> that was that that book of Mar- the Diary of Marjorie Kemp that I somehow okay, got so tricked she's into. Really bad. She's the pit she's of despair. <laughs> so I signed up for reading that as a special project. I don't know some... why someone offered that. It's not well, it was you. like on a long list of things. And I'm like, oh, interesting. A diary of a medieval woman. Let me let me read that. <laughs> well, I thought this would be like a captivating look at the normal life of a medieval woman. What it was was absolutely I appalling. Right? I hope it's not the normal life of a medieval No, because woman. doesn't she like it's leave terrible. her family, but that whole thing of the consummation with Christ, she's super skis no, bomb she, about that. I thought she's the one that said to her husband, how about we just live as like roommates? Yeah, oh, no yeah. more sex for you because it's not godly. But they had like a lot of kids already. But then she left on a journey. Oh, and she never She got called that. away from her life with all of her kids <laughs> to go have horrifying, dis- just despicable dreams about this consummation thing and oh, refused oh. and then never did come back <laughs> yeah you shouldn't it's <laughs> awful is she british uh yeah i think uh, I focus mainly on the yeah yeah problems, yes but, but it was problems. it was the pit of despair like i thought i was going to see some intriguing like kind of like going to williamsburg or something like oh yeah, i'll get a little no. glimpse and instead i got a little glimpse into the hell that was the religion of the medieval times <laughs> like it's like this is so anyway so bad yeah sorry oh so 
in a similar to what I thought was there's this parallel between um, this Catholic situation and then what the feminists are, are saying now, which is you have to leave your family, just like the nuns had to leave their families, if you want to do something worthwhile and useful with your life. Obviously, our right. whole society isn't trying to be saved in the way that medieval society No, that, it's like self-empowered, though. It is like a... It is our version of salvation. It's temporal salvation. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's happiness. It's fulfilling your dreams, being yeah. free to be you. Yeah. yeah, all the things. Since important. we don't believe in eternity, being important, right. you have to do it right. You have now. to do you it. Do. Yeah. Yes. And you, if you, since you don't believe in eternity, you don't have ten years to spare for your kid's childhood, or like no, you don't have that. You're like, no, this is all I get. I have to, right. I have to keep it all for me because I don't have. So you're doing a parallel between feminists asking us to give everything up for ourselves. Right, and the nuns saying, and, and how the answer to the reform in the Reformation, the answer to the church is the same answer we should be giving the feminists. Right. right, and then looking at the lives of these women who actually lived out that answer. So the reformers' wives, other women in the Reformation. I'm and, excited to read it. We should have given you more notice and begged for copies. If you give me more notice, I could have just brought you two copies. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We should have given you more notice that we were going to have Even you on the another, podcast. Like another seven minutes. I, luckily, I think we could find. I think we could find. Okay, so it's we haven't even said what it's called. Have. It's called Popes and Feminists. Yes. Which is and it has a great cover. I love the cover. Oh, I'm glad you like the cover. I feel like it's frameable. You know. I like the the. Yeah, the little bathroom yeah, lady with, with the Pope hat yeah. on the yeah. top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it a lot. There's some good going so on. So, what ladies did you cover then, sort of more specifically? So, so I want to know because in your talk that's at the a Grace different agenda, question. No, no, no. In your talk at the Grace Agenda, the one about totally Boozer, Elizabeth Boozer. Yes. That quote that you shared of hers needs to be made into a wall hanging in a in kitchen. Quoted <laughs> ben last I quoted quote it I quote it in my own life all the time and I just think that no one makes cute printables of this. Tell us what it is again because I, I think I misquoted it. Oh see she's so Martin her husband Martin is writing a letter and he says, Well Elizabeth doesn't have time to write and she and so so she's not going to write you or she doesn't want she doesn't like writing so she's not gonna write you and she comes in and she writes this postscript. I I would have I would like to write. But I don't have time. Just pray for us. I've got to go to the kitchen. Yeah. And like, I love, I just think that that phrase, and I might be misquoting it, but pray well, for I'm me. I'm going to the kitchen I think kitchen it was now. like, pray to God for us. Yes. Yeah, pray to, to God kitchen. for us. I'm going to the kitchen. Yeah. It is such an excellent, like, in summary, we need, we need you to intercede for us as I once again go to go the kitchen. Because that's why I can't write you and I don't have time. It's that's true. That's why. It's true. She and she was great. She was always having people over. She, I think she had eleven children. I get confused on how many children each of them had and how many. I'm kind of interested in their hospitality, right. though. Wasn't their hospitality more? Oh, it's that's making bad. the rumble. I don't it's know bad. why the rumbling. Well, why do you have so much half and half? I, this is only the tip of this the iceberg. This is this is the half and half that's going bad. <laughs> is this, this half and half that's not supposed to be in the car? <laughs> it's a half gallon, a half and I half. I have a creme brulee torch. If you need that, <laughs> we can I have fabulous. I have a dirty knife that's not mine, and I don't know why it's here. <laughs> so, anyways, back to the back main to the, issue. This is the I, pray to God for me. I uh, literally should be going to the kitchen. I just think I mean that that hospitality at that time was not like having friends over for fun times. It was probably people who really needed food, needed help, well, needed so you know like or nuns getting Martin Luther their wedding night. Somebody shows up at midnight. I need help. I'm a, it's a refugee. Refugee, yeah. It's somebody that has to. They're fleeing from the Catholic Church, and so 
that's when they first started their hospitality and it never well, stopped. I feel like that's probably a real foretaste for them of yes. how life was going to be. Yes. <laughs> right? Because I think they had 40 bedrooms. Whoa. Or something. They're in the So they lived cloister, in right? like an so abbey or something. It was wow. The Black Cloister, so it had been a monastery, and they have quarters. That sounds actually kind of awesome. Refugees. Yeah, I think cleaning it up was less awesome. Probably. Yeah. I think kind especially when cleaning yeah, it up with drafty. problems like fleas. I mean, like, yes. that would have been hard. But <laughs> I I think, though, that the thing that I... So tell me what you... But I don't think they clean the fleas. Because they, they expected fleas in their beds, fleas in their clothes, fleas everywhere. So that was I, a thing. Just yeah, part of life. I don't life. think they knew that was part of the plague. They just... They knew you could get the plague from other people, but I don't think they realized that fleas were an issue. So, oh, man. I mean... Little things to be grateful for. Just little ones. Yeah. yeah. To clean it's, them. It'd be, yeah. it'd be tough times now to locate a person who just had fleas. I mean, I'm sure you could. I'm sure there is, but and, and aren't we so thankful? Yeah, I was I like know. the idea that that would be like. I think that's probably because of the Reformation it has to be. I think yeah, it is. No doubt. Let's take is. credit for that. Let's, let's do. Let's so the I want to know. Revolution. You really can draw a straight line from the Reformation to there. So I do think we can take credit for it. Yeah, we'll do yes. it. We'll do it. We'll right do that. Now. Right. So yeah. here's what I want to know: What I was had that most on hand when you when you talked about this? So Elise talked about this during the grace agenda with like a whatever that was a while ago april maybe yeah March. so you took because no, you were writing april. it you were writing the book then so one of the things that i thought was the big takeaway my big takeaway that i've continued to think about was just what would those that caliber of woman with that much heart for the gospel like that much like my life is for this Right. Which, which you have to admit, was a benefit of some of them having been stupidly committed to that's what I was religion say, like, of being nuns. Coming because out of they being came a nun. out of that, and what didn't change was the level of commitment. Right. What changed was the freedom to do it in other places. And what we lack now is people having any concept of giving your life for anything, like right. And what actually giving your life means. I mean, when you right because if you look at the schedule that they were in the Katie Luther's convent. Oh. services, even when she's 10 years old. So she has yeah. to get up and participate in all of this. And you can't talk. And, and you're, like, working all the time. Like, you're not, right. right. You're so worshiping she was a from the time she was 10? Six. Her parents Six. sent her to a convent. Well, then you would just be there for education. And then uh, they committed her to a different one that was cheaper. Because it's a, called a, what's it called? Some, the cloister dowry. You pay okay. the cloister dowry, and that... Um, gets you into a convent but depending on what you pay is what kind of convent you could get into so there were aristocratic convents okay but you wouldn't. So she's, she wasn't in one of those. But I guess my point is you take someone with that kind of expectation right. of life. And then you're like, no, you get to do this freely for the gospel for other people. And they had so much drive and ability to just lay their life down. Well, God had given them all these things that didn't look like gifts in the convent. And then they yeah. used all of it to right. spread the Reformation, but, which is pretty So amazing. when I think about those women, and I'm like, what would someone with that much heart for the gospel be doing in my life? Like More is what I think, probably. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, but I no, that's my more. point. But I mean, <laughs> right. it's just a good thought experiment yeah. about what are the ways in which I'm just really soft in some areas and don't even think I could get that. You know, like, oh, I could, that would be too much. Or this would be, you mm-hmm. know, like, you rule it out like that's unreasonable. But they were very unreasonable people. But because they were, God accomplished so much through their lives that it makes you think, okay, well, what I are the things that we ought to do? Ben and I were just talking about, though, 
is that he was saying a real commitment to. I'm rolling it down. Alright. Well, you're the here. one that turned on the rumbling heater. I was then, trying to get the air to. I didn't I want us to turn into right. a fog machine. Anyway, if you if you combine a real um, high level of learning with basic Christian disciplines of piety and practical Christianity, that is an almost unstoppable combination. It's like you put those things together. That's the Reformation. That's you're saying the learning, of the US piety, and what was the other thing? Um, a commitment to, to learning, like a real, yeah. like it, the ongoing, Renaissance, an ongoing sort commitment. of the humanism of the Renaissance. When you have that, and then you combine it with a recovery of basic Christian disciplines, it's like this explosive thing that that can't help but change the world. That's interesting, and yeah, that makes perfect sense because it just, I mean, even looking at the Catholic culture at the time, like most of the priests, many of the priests didn't really know their Bibles. They weren't like the nuns weren't always literate, even though they were in charge of educating people. So right. then when the yeah. reformers come in and they're actually really educated, yeah. they were all very educated people that, of course, then they're committed to the gospel and they're committed to Right. And the thing and now, like, like yeah. it goes directly back to the Reformation that we have an expectation that every human should learn to read. It is. Oh, that's like, true. Like, like that goes go directly through, back to the yeah. Reformation. But it is also true that that was an incredible raising of the standard for average people. Yes. Like to say everyone but also needs you, to be able to do that. They started schools. Actually, they started public schooling because yeah, of right. that. And then, but if you look at all the corruptions of the church, part of it was an attempt to get back to basic Christian disciplines. You know, because so many things had been tolerated for so long. Well, um, if people didn't have access to their Bible, the theology, how did they know if it wasn't allowed? Like, only the people who had a Bible who... But even if you had a Bible, the Pope's word was above the Bible, so it doesn't matter. It didn't matter well, that much. And, you know, there's says. the best line from Chaucer, the Canterbury Tales, when he introduces the parson, which people think is Wycliffe. And so, actually, Chaucer, there was at least one person who was martyred for having a copy of the Canterbury Tales because you were suspected of lollardry if you had yeah, it. Yeah, for liking them. But it was because he is scathing about the abuses of the church, just scathing. And then he has one guy in there who's a member of the clergy who is not corrupt, and it's the parson, and they think it's Wycliffe. But um, he says that first he wrought and afterwards he taught. You know, like, so he actually did what he said. And then he has this little sort of a side where he says if the gold rust what can poor iron do like if the if the gold of the church is mm. rusted so how, sad. how can the people not you know the, the iron will rust if the gold is rusted so it feels oh go ahead no go ahead it feels very it, it's like a televangelist like jimmy baker or whatever. yeah but if if that were the only person who represented you're the head of the, all the church. There's no other option, and you don't have a Bible, so whatever he says goes. Yeah. That. And this is and this so is bringing it, bringing, so it, so, bringing it back so to what I was saying earlier about people now who want to play with Catholicism or Orthodoxy or whatever, but they always want to keep on their long jumps of the Reformation, <laughs> like, right? You're like, like I could still read the Bible and disagree with you. are like, no, oh you're well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. and you're like, oh right, because when you say I'm just going to additionally confess things to a priest instead of like I'm not allowed to talk to Christ, like, like you're not I couldn't it. be heard. Yeah, I couldn't. I have no access there. You're like, no, you're you're trying to keep on all the benefits so of the Reformation. So tell me how this applies then to feminism. That's that's a really interesting connection. So I think that what feminism is doing is saying, first of all, women, you can only do this very narrow thing. You 
have to have a career and you have to leave your family and that's the only way you can have, be fulfilled and be free and, and have a real, like you were saying, mm-hmm. temporal sort of salvation. And then when it ends, it's just another way of enslaving women. It just, now you have to feel guilty if you don't want to do those things. Or embarrassed right? of yourself. Like, right. yeah. Like you haven't done anything and useful even, because. We've talked about this before, but even how everything that a homemaker does, if you were just doing it out of the house for money, you'd be respected. Right. <laughs> like yes, if you were true. a personal chef. Then, then you're like, oh well, that's great. What a great career And if stuff. you're like, I'm a personal, I'm a personal chef. You could chef. be high end nanny, maybe, and be and okay. Could, yeah, but you could have, yeah, you yeah. could anything that, or like, I'm a decorator, or I'm a party planner, or I'm all of the things that a wife so and mother true. will do individually are respected. Like I'm in child development. I'm in, right. like, I do these things. All I'm of them specialist. are respected. <laughs> I'm a specialist, and I don't do it in my own home for my own people, and that's what gives me, that's what gives me some kind of street cred. Here's the other thing, though. I, I think feminism, and I hope I can articulate this, it's as though this is the, if you do these amazing things, then you can be respected. But the person who's just a file clerk, do they have any respect? Right. No, because they haven't changed the world, and maybe they're right. not fulfilled or happy. Right. And it turns out with the gospel, it doesn't matter what job you're doing. This is what the reformers were saying. It doesn't matter if you sweep the streets or you rule a country. You're loving God. You're spreading the gospel. Right. Anything you're doing, like it. And you're part. You're part men. of His yeah. plan that is accomplishing right. something right. beyond what you're just doing. Right. Like, Feminism God's not just only... cleaning the streets with you. He's right. building a kingdom with you. And you're like, oh, yeah. look, this not important thing is still being used. And right. I think feminism says, look, this is, we have something for the top-notch crowd and the rest yeah. of you. Yeah. Uh, you're just... Or them. even, like, when I was reading some, I don't even remember where this was, feminist stuff, when I was writing Even Exile, I ran across this, um, this idea of the betrayal of women like if you don't do this you yes. are betraying yes. womankind so like if your husband gets a job somewhere else and you move with him and you followed him you have betrayed women because women can't be in power if you're right. not trying to be in power like right. we need half of the women need to be in power half of yeah. the it's so but the thing is garbage. Like, that's it's all the, that's like the same as as all of the guilt baggage that came along with you know the sort of medieval Christianity too, like just uh, trying to earn your I feel salvation like, yes. with this unbelievable pile I that you're trying to dig out of. So you know that, yeah. that famous, um, yeah, the famous Chesterton quote. Of, I think it's from Orthodoxy where he says that you know, with the cry we will not be dictated to, like ten thousand women rose up and became stenographers. Yeah, like, <laughs> and, and it's like not even just a tiny bit dictated to. Real literally, yeah. we're going to be secretaries, yeah. and you're like. Like, what the heck are you doing here? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, with this cry, you can't be the boss of us. And we're going to go get employed somewhere with rules about what hours Where we have we to have, be there and we what we're doing. And, yeah. yeah. And yeah, But yeah. the thing that I think is interesting is that Christian women, like, I'm assuming, it, I mean, our listeners, we mostly have women who already believe in the role of women at home and with your children. And, you know, like. But I think they can feel guilty about <clears> Yes. Still. But yeah. I think one of the more important things is they think it's still not powerful. Right. They don't yes. realize that you're actually in the powerful position. Like, right. and if you're thinking, I've got to get somewhere where I could do something that actually would make something happen. And like, no, you may actually already be there. Like, and that's the, I think the reformers really 
clung to that and brought it to the surface and said, no, 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 this is how God changes society through families. Yeah. Through right. people yeah. being faithful in the home. And then you can see, and there's just a little section in the book that talks about, here are some of the changes that happened because of the Reformation, starting with more people being born, actually. Oh, yeah. Isn't that, yeah. It turns yeah. out Fancy that. And also, and <laughs> also when you value, happened. when you value people, like we said this earlier, that I would just notice it in passing, and I was like, oh, that's actually kind of an awesome thing to think about. But that if you think you only have this life, not eternity, then you're like every every couple of years of my life counts. So why would I want to put anything in with being pregnant and nursing and like right. like this major output of my life for someone else? Or if you think and like uh, Moses is coming up on being out of diapers, but it's been 13 years for us. You know, like diapers. that someone diapers. has been in diapers <laughs> and and that's a lot of diapers. You know, yeah. in 13, yes. 13 years and a, and two different stretches where we had three in diapers. <laughs> I never twins. Mean, it was the, the twins. twins. I'm just putting that out there so you all know it was the twins and, and plus one on either side of them. But I don't think that makes it easier, twins. I think twins no, but I just wanted to clarify that I didn't yeah. have like my seven year old in diapers well, at any point. point. It was the twins yeah. and then the baby. But the the point in all of this is that I was thinking if you think this is all we have, then you don't have any time to spare. And right. if you think that we have eternity, then every eternal soul is beyond important. Like, right. you're like, what could I be doing yeah. that would be, more that would be worth more time than this eternal right. person? Yeah. You know, like, like this yes. is definitely worth my life. It's not like, oh, I'm making this kid lunch again. Wasting yeah. up my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Wasting whenever you're up. looking at your, at your work, like, uh, with your eye on the scale, you know, it's just always a bad way of bad way of approaching like it. too much of what is this me. what is this doing for me how is this getting right. me ahead who is who is making up for this last time so what does my husband owe me now that i did really this is, is at its root, it's selfishness it's always arguing for its own for you and your class of people not for the gospel which is actually good for everyone right it's, yeah and that's where these women in the reformation they had they had no concept of that they're arguing for the they're advancing right. the gospel they're arguing for the gospel it's entirely and that reminded me what you said about that. It's like it's always a bad thing when you have your hand on the when you're always thinking in terms of what if I put out now that I should right. get something yeah, back. That That's always me. yeah. Oh my word, it's the worst. <laughs> and we've all we've all witnessed it. We've all been tempted that way, and we've all seen how badly it goes when someone does that. You know, like yeah, it's always like me. I did this for you, and everyone's like, and nobody wanted you to, right? And like, and everyone's stop, like, please. if only you would have not done this, we would have all had a much better day if you just yes. stayed out of this situation. <laughs> what did my kids say the other day? I was just thinking the thing about that. It's that we talked earlier about it being women really being in powerful positions and not knowing they are. Like that oftentimes the more sacrificial the role, the more powerful yeah. it actually is, the more influential that is. Well, that's and because God's logic is always because he does not it that intuitive. way. Because look at our Savior who changed the whole world. You know, right, like right, you're like, right. oh right. Who right. came humbly and yeah. died and gave himself for us. Yeah. And we all know that to get to the front of the line, you have to go to the back. Yeah. That's but how I, God but made so it. So what I was saying yeah. is yeah, that while we think that... talking about if you see me at the back here. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> everyone. I'm going to the everyone. back strategically so I can be at the front. So, yeah. so the thing about that, though... To get to the, back. <laughs> the thing about that being, though, a powerful position is that it's also true when you said not trying to weigh it all the time, not trying yeah. to keep track of everything that you've given. It's also true that that, like, 
that discounts all your effort. Like it actually takes away the power right. of it. Because it's actually just selfishness. Then we all know that you weren't do, sacrificing for that person. You yeah. were just trying to make an exchange with them that they didn't or know I did they something. Were part of. I did something good. And actually, no, I, I thought that yeah. you know that it's in John about the unless a seed goes into the ground and dies, like nothing happens yeah. from it. This struck me a while ago, and I've said it. You've probably both heard me say this, but saying it again guys because we're on the podcast why not that that this is why i really think i just think that this is why there are people who have faithful children they're like grandparents they're like things have gone really well for them and people go back and say how did you do that and what did you do and they're actually just kind of like uh you're like i'm not actually totally clear on that and the reason is because they were actually planting things and letting it die like they were like planting and leaving and they're like yeah look at this beautiful they harvest their notebook yeah I'm like they're like not like pulling out their scrapbook <laughs> exactly. but, but like you say that that sounds ridiculous except for we've all heard people say it we've all yes. heard people say and I did this for my children and then I did this and I put them in the best schools and then I did this for them and it's like they're showing you through a scrapbook of all the seeds that they should have planted and let die but they didn't and that's why there's not a harvest like but worse is when they're telling the child that I would say <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's true. seven it's other things you. I did for you and you what have you ever done for me that I oh that's so sad so okay back to your book what have you have you noticed anything from researching this and doing all this what has changed in your life like what did you think I know hard hard question has it has it changed anything (laughs) for you that made you think like okay I want to like I want to be more like these ladies or how how have you done that well that's a hard question yeah but I mean I think work hard like the whole idea that God has been so generous to us that we should just live a life that's generous to everyone else, they they just had a deeper grasp of that, I think, because it was so clear the life they were coming from right. mm-hmm. to the life they're going to. Yes. That they're, what you were saying earlier about their, their level of sacrifice is far beyond. Right. And I, and part of it is just the nature of the time they were in. They didn't have warm houses and indoor which yeah. I think is actually, yeah. so your whole life is a sacrifice anyway. Right. Yeah. Right. But it was hard times no matter was, what. Yes, yeah. it was. And the fleas aforementioned. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I do think actually, first of all, feeling, realizing this, all these little things that I'm doing do matter and they really are powerful and mm-hmm. they really are what God uses to change the world, even though it doesn't feel like it. And then maybe I should get to work on doing more not in a way of earning salvation like these no we're trying to do no. but in a right. way of yeah. saying look what god's done get yeah, out right. there like right. let's do you this and, so much and, time well, left. and that's yeah. the thing you yeah. can look at life as short and so what what's in it for me or life is short i'd better get busy yes. <laughs> like there's not a lot of there's so much work to get done yes, yes. Exactly. and that one thing that i think is interesting about what kind of life they were coming from is that something that is not the way modern christians think like where you can say what could have been a factor in how one of that thing would be like disciplines of prayer right Right. that they actually thought in terms of praying constantly so like even if you didn't have a big group to have over or you didn't have you know i'm thinking i'm thinking specifically of like we probably have listeners who are like well who would we have over or what would i do you know like what could i possibly do and you think well well one thing is you're not thinking like you're thinking every single believer has the word of god and a line to talk to god about like asking him to do things you know like and you think it's something that we don't think of marking out like I need a lot of time to do this but like a nun they would have spent tons of time in prayer right ideally 
Yes. <laughs> you assume that they, yeah, but you assume that they would have, I don't know, they I'm saying, I'm saying someone of... like Katie Luther who would have been a very faithful woman. Right? right. Like, so you're having someone who was pious, who was holy, you know, in right. some way. Right, and so they're, yes, prayer, and, and just regarding people who feel like, well, there's no one I can have over. The nice part is, of course, we don't have records of most of the women who lived in this time period, but we do have records of people in a lot of different life stations, so sometimes sometimes they're not staying home with their kids because their kids got removed by a Catholic to take to a Catholic family. Right. Oh, wow. So, um, at that point, you know, they have other things that God's given them to do, or some of them had children and the children died, so and one lady said, I'm not going to get married. I think I'm more fruitful not being married. I think I have the gift of celibacy and I can do right. so much more this way. There's just a lot of different All different lifestyles. Right, and, and there wasn't this, almost now it feels like you either go to work or you stay home and that's yeah. it yeah and there they had no concept of that right yeah because first of all you were, you, you do were, oh, the you thing were, it wasn't yeah. a joke like it, it, it wasn't a thing of well if I don't get paid then it's not really work no because and you feel like those women at home were they spending all their day like on Pinterest and doing yoga and no. online shopping <laughs> turns out and even when you're looking at a queen she wasn't doing anything no, like that no I love true. the idea though of like like how foreign these ladies would seem to us now and how incredibly intimidating they yes. would be please like, and all no you'd be like you <laughs> yes. are a better woman than I like I don't even know where to look right just now like this just tell me what to do you tell me what you think this house should be running like yeah I'd love to yeah just yeah. tell me just tell me what to do yeah. I don't know <laughs> yeah but I think that that's part of the thing is we are in a different time because we're supposed to be doing different things like yeah. we're not supposed and to be imitating them exactly should be the right. same yeah. yes that's and I think that's part of what's so wonderful about their stories is that it's like a, a record of how hard people can go yeah. like where you're like yes. are you joking me like that was really like it's like watching the Iron Man but people's lives yeah, yeah. but you're exactly. like no way like these people got so much done in yeah. so like what am I doing with but you my know life? they didn't feel like they were getting a lot done no. every day you know that they had the same angst we have yes <laughs> that, wait I didn't get to that oh I was gonna do this I know just... I know oh man that's there's great. a lot to, there's a lot of good work to be done okay how long is, your, is your book at, yeah but we it's need, out her book is out we probably as need to edit day, yeah. but yes. we probably need to edit out like Maybe several the minutes coffee, of us the coffee yeah, run portion perhaps so it was out reformation day it was awesome and people can get it through canon right canon press, canon press or, or amazon or amazon yeah. pope's and feminists you want to get it because Christmas you know gift ideas. You know guys. that you want to be Thank thinking you. of ways that you too could be more like these women, or give it to other women and less like and less and <laughs> less like. like yeah, I think you could step it up a little. Less bit. like modern <laughs> feminist women yes. and more like these women of old who were yeah. pretty who were boss. Free, but they were, were like they crazy. were crazy yeah. and uh, the kind of women who continue to be relevant. That's what I love. That they like yeah. their faithfulness then continues to be encouraging people now. Yeah, like yes, actually, I as I read them, I mean because you are studying them in depth when you're researching them it's like I I am excited to meet these people yeah I yeah am looking like, forward <laughs> to hearing not someone else's version of their yeah. lives but actually but from them yeah, yeah. 
That's, yeah. That is awesome. That's All right. Cool. Well, thank you. Should we wrap it up? Do we have a tip? Probably, let's make Elise give yeah, us a I Christmas tip. Elise, we do tips. We ran out. We, we ran out. Christmas We're like, tips. let's think of tips for from Christmas. But we, I can't think of any more. No, I've, we, I've said, if you cut your own tree, buy two and wire them together because they're too thin. That's a good mm-hmm. idea. But if I you're, can't have a real tree because my dad's allergic to them. Isn't that sad? Oh, yeah. Also, they stress me out anyway because will they survive till well, they never do. They drop all their needles off. It's like. part of the joy of Christmas is that you is get the to crunch. take the tree out. The little crunch, okay, crunch, but crunch. one time we took the tree out. We live on a hillside. We took the tree out. We never saw the tree again. Oh. We took the tree out. That sounds kind of ideal, though. <laughs> I don't know where it ended up because it just blew away. I'm, so I guess that's a hot tip. That's a hot tip. On a windy oh, no, yeah. We just, had one just time. Just the tree outside and see what happened. One time when I was morning sick, our tree fell down in the house fully lit. Oh. <laughs> what happened? I'm going to have to go check my records for why exactly that happened. Except for that it stayed there for more than one day. That's the best. Because when you're morning sick, it's Cause like, Because I was oh, so sick that I was like, I just can't even. I was like, just in the room with a Christmas tree lit on its side. Yeah. Like, but you that. Can't. You can't make yourself it know. Speaks, deal with it. It no. speaks to what the rest of life was like at that time <laughs> yes. that that happened. Yes. Yeah. So, I what is a come on, Christmas tip people. Tip. Okay, what's your favorite like Christmas um treat that you make? Oh, I do love fudge. Fudge is always amazing. Do you want and, You know, this year I'm going to have well, my children will listen to this, which is a good thing because <laughs> this year I think I'm going to give them gifts that so my daughters can decorate their rooms they really love decorating oh, for Christmas. Oh, that's a fun idea. And they've had a few little things, but I think their Advent presents are going to be things like you could decorate your room. Oh, what That'll a be fun right idea. I'd love that. It's a great I'd idea. like for Annabelle, who's 11, to start really, she likes to decorate, but I'm not allowing her to decorate the entire house, you know, pick all the fabrics <laughs> and stuff, but she could do her own room. Oh, that'd be, fun. that'd be super fun. That's a great idea. That's a fun Advent Yeah, idea. I ordered nutcracker socks for Advent already. Really? Gosh, I have ordered Christmas you're just socks for Advent too. Good job. Mine are Guys, real cheap. You're making cheap, me cheap. feel inadequate. It was a five pack of Nutcracker socks on Amazon that Which I was is like, fabulous. I got two of those because I was like, there's enough that can pan for boys. Can I like just confess that I bomb Advent every year? It's so bad. Like I'll start off strong, then I don't know. Finals week gets me down. Anyway, I just, it's like, oh, shoot, I have to have something for Advent again. And I, and I, I do you once know. a week, ever since. So oh, I had a baby on smart. December 19th. And so I, that year was the year I stopped doing every day. Cause I was like, that's I a great not. idea. So every Saturday of Advent, they get a gift. Okay. And otherwise we open stuff and we try and do the reading. I just make normal Christmas things. Advent. That's the thing is it's not really, I'm not exceptional about Advent. We just, like, I try to have some fun surprises. They love random clues. I do things like the clue and the mitten will be, like, it'll be like a, so sometimes it's like a random, depends on the age of the child who's going to be opening it. So, like, if it was someone really little. Do you little, do one per child per day? No, no. It's just that they go through their, themselves who opens it each day. They so, take turns. Yeah, yeah, so if it was, right. like, shad opening it, it might be a picture of some place in the house. Like, I might sketch something for him, or I might write it riddle but at the end of the tunnel like when they get to the end it's probably like I put mugs full of eggnog in the sheet cupboard or something like it's like <laughs> it's basically like we might have had eggnog anyways 
now, now it's special. a thrill that right. we're having eggnog. It's part of the fun. Or we do like the oranges with candy canes in them. They love that one. So weird. Oh, yeah. The you like roll an orange, and so it softens, like juices an orange, and the Bob's candy canes, if you snap the hook off of them and stab them into an orange, it will actually work as a straw for the orange juice. It sucks the orange juice up the outside. It like digs little channels in the, the like it like. Who figured this out? I don't know. But my kids love it. And it takes a very long time. Because you're like squeezing the orange. And you you know, suck forever. And it's a big odd time that you have with that. But that kind of thing (laughs) is really fun for them. So I'll put like a... I try to do the like... I don't know if it's a snack or something. Whatever. On a tray. Hide it somewhere in the house. Like you put it in the oven with a cute little... You know like... I don't know. That's cute. We do a scavenger hunt for stockings. My magic broken microwave. A broken microwave that she still has in the house. Yeah. I was just telling her she should keep it for storage. My grandmother used to do the dishwasher. She just put napkins in there. (laughs) Yes, we do. Yeah, a scavenger hunt every year for the stockings, and the kids love it. (gasps) On Christmas morning. On Christmas morning. What a fun idea that That is. That is fun. I don't do that one because but I, I love it it's an awesome idea <laughs> that's an awesome idea yeah <laughs> it's an awesome idea but I think that I would go that's bonkers really trying to come up with this yeah, no, do you no, put them all I, together Andrew does this yeah yeah okay I do not do this that's the key <laughs> the secret I key to success Christmas food yeah so I had a confession that I feel like when you said fudge I don't think I have made fudge since I was like maybe in elementary school I made fudge I am a non-fudge participant I was for a long time because in fourth, my mom used to have all the deacons. I was in Baptist church, so that's 200 or something people uh, over for a Christmas party every year. And at some point, I bonded with the fudge tray far more than I should have. And for years, <laughs> I didn't like fudge, but I have returned to my fudge love. And now. You made now, yourself sick on fudge. I, Is that I, what? Yeah. Oh my word, that's so funny. So I just don't have, now it knocks me out. Like one piece of fudge is like two. I love like, fudge. Oh, I love fudge. All kinds of other, I guess, I I think I maybe have given this tip, I don't know. But I write down a list of all the fun things that we make ever for Christmas. Like all the recipes that we like. Ninja bread boys and sugar cookies and whatever. And then the whole family votes on their most, the ones that they want this that's year. That's really cute. And so then I take the winners, the finalists, and we make like one or two a week through December but I don't that helps me because I like to cook and bake so you are constantly expanding the repertoire of things we have at Christmas time which gets really out of control if because you're like actually you can't have dessert we actually cannot eat this much meal. no <laughs> it's hideous it's, it's, it becomes do. hideous and and then it's not fun and I realized wait to have something be a tradition it does not have to happen every single year like, it just circles back around. So, like, Ninja Bread Boys we don't do every year. But we didn't do them last year, so they'll probably pick them this year. But I have, like, these are the Christmas things we make. Pick the ones that you're most excited That's about. That's a great idea. And then I just put them, I meal plan them in December. I put them in the week. Like, this yeah, is, I'm going to make this one this week, and I'm going to make this one this week. And it's surprisingly more chill than. That's a great idea. I like it. That's what I do. Yeah. All right, idea. I think we, we should, should wrap it up. This. We crested over an hour, which we've never done before, but no, we've but never we only got we only got down to the meat of podcasting either. after a while. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Elise, good. thanks for jumping in my dirty car. Thanks for having me. talking yeah. about your book. I'm so excited about the book. Everyone buy the book. Too. Buy the book. Yeah. Do it. We'll share links. Okay. Right. Goodbye. <laughs>
New St. Andrews College thanks you for listening.